Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, family. Greetings. This is Mama Seven, and we are doing People's Black Panther Party. Um, I am one of your hosts, Mama Seven. I'm going to bring your other hosts on right now. Grab her on the phone line. Greetings, Mama Makita. How you doing? Love and light, family. How are you? How are you? <laughs> we are doing fine. <laughs> we are here. Um, okay, let me tell you. This is the inside scoop right here. There's going to be some changes for the radio program. Um, we're going to be doing, we're going to be working um, on Thursday as well. I believe it's this Thursday. So, you know, if you love Big Mama's house, if you get information here, if you learn something new about yourself, if you find the links that we post under the shows, after the shows, helpful, you know, don't hesitate to, to check us out. And, and I'll definitely let everybody know when that will be, okay? Um, and I believe that this Thursday we're going to be doing it. I know um, Chief War has been giving us regular updates on this COVID-19 situation, and um, I think even the chairman had a show about it, you know, just trying to let people know what's going on. Um, and this show, is we're going to touch a little bit on it, but, you know, Big Moms always have, uh, we have our different different styles going on. Uh, but before we get too deep into that, my, my sister, how you doing? How have you been? <laughs> Maintaining, because as you know, being essential workers, it nothing really changed in my schedule. If anything, it got a little bit more hectic um, yeah. so that we yeah. can provide mental wellness services to people, especially during this time where so many are on lockdown. So right. I get thanks that I can help. And, uh, but in between, yeah. I have to keep my balance. I have to keep my balance. Yeah. And I was laughing earlier with all five of my alarms went off for the show. When we were talking about the other show, giving you two percent, and sometimes you have to set multiple alarms. So today was a day where I had to have those multiple alarms. Like, oh Lord, it's time. Get up. Okay. Get ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. Move around. Here, here we are so, again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> here we are again. Of course, I'm not going to miss this for anything. Anything if I can awesome. help it. Because the commitment is there to the program, to the people, to our community. Okay. And I do believe that we're helping someone, even if it's just one, we're helping someone. So for that, I'm grateful. And I love being a part of it. Absolutely. You know, so do I. This is, um, in my way, in my uh, opinion, it's a small way of giving back. You know, this is this is minor, um, but it is still a commitment. But, you know, for me, I'm like, if I can and help people in the middle of this, keep them informed, updated, inspired, I've done my job, you know, and, and both of us are uh, essential workers and work in the community and everything else like that. So um, this has not been no easy task. And then, like the, like the, like the uh, show is letting us know, these kids still home. <laughs> these kids are still here, Okay. And I think that's probably been the biggest change out of all of this uh, corona time for me. You know, work time, still got to work, still have to maintain house. Still have, there's still so many things that keep this world 
spinning for me that I don't get to, you know, chill or whatever. You know, if anything, I've been doing double duty because I still have uh, my youngest child is still home. Big boy since college, but, you know, he, he, you know, the way he eats like a sport, um, yeah, it, it's real in the house. <laughs> and the way he tries to walk around here like a grown man, and anyone who knows my youngest, you know, knows that people confuse him for an adult, you know, even though he's only 14, you wouldn't know it just by looking at him. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> we, we got to talk about these kids being home. Because there are some people that are finding out some things about their own children. Oh, you mean that the teacher was right when they called? Oh, okay. That, that, the, that the teacher <laughs> might have been right. That Johnny can't yeah. read and he's irritating, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, well, I remember. And yes, I'm talking call. about your child. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I remember when the call home would terrify any child. Because that was like, okay, yes. somebody's up here. And I really don't know yes. who. If it's just my mama, okay, I got one shot, one set of butt cutting. But if it's okay. a auntie or uncle, it's like, oh, man, I may go through three of them before I get to the okay. main one. Right. <laughs> you know? And everyone That's had right. a lesson to go with it. It wasn't just I'm going to chop you for no no good reason, but this is why you were out of order, and this is why you're supposed to handle things a certain way because that is an adult, and you come home. You know, it was about protocol, and somewhere That's along right. the line, the parents have dropped the ball with that, and if something happens yes. with a child, you're up at the school ready to fight the teacher. That's right, and they don't, they don't care. Sense. You actually don't keep they, they don't care. I know I had a conference with um, – um, my child, and I was like, okay, well, I want to meet with the teachers. And they're like, okay. And those teachers walked in there like they were getting ready for, you know, the, uh, World War Five. You know, I'm like, what the hell was wrong? I just wanted to talk to you because we all on the same team, which is Team Talib. Okay, we all on the same team. Let's get that done. And um, they looked at me like I was crazy, and, and one of them actually said, oh, we were expecting you to come out of a bag. I said, for what? For what? We're on the same team. The second we get off the same team, we have a problem. But anyways, now you home with the star quarterback <laughs> or, the, or with the main princess, and you realize that her, 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 her stuff takes, okay? You realize <laughs> You realize that you are about sick of your own child. And so, you know, we had to talk about this in our own big mama way. And one of the reasons why we have to talk about this is because somewhere along the way we have created these monsters, okay? Somewhere along the way we have created um, this child who uh, may be disrespectful, but you've been able to deal with it because you only see the child in the morning and in the afternoon. And so you've gotten to the point where you can handle it that little bit of time rather than taking the time and the energy really to fix the problem. You know, um, this, this quarantine with your child home 24-7 has exposed for a lot of people 
you not doing your job of taking care of uh, your responsibility. You've been handing this responsibility mm-hmm. off to either grandma, daycare possibly, uh, just someone else, and you should have been working on this before it got to this point. Totally agree. Totally agree. Because on the, yeah. the African problem, it takes a village, and that's true. It, it takes yeah. a village yeah. to raise children. It takes a village to maintain our elders and to maintain our oh culture. And there are certain things from our culture that people conveniently put aside. Yep. Be it for that social security check that that child is not getting because you got that child mm-hmm. all kind of stuff they should Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. crunch. She said it. <laughs> you know, be so clear, that, Mom Makita just said that. <laughs> yeah, I went to Be I clear, Mom Makita just said that, okay? I went there. So you you have these situations where a child is going through their terrific twos, and instead of just letting them be two years old right. and training right. oh, let me get them to the doctor. Right. They got to have something going on. Let me get the medical right. doctor to get out a script for this, and then let me take this person, this stuff over here, the psychiatrist and counselor, for them to tell me that was wrong out of order. But you know what? I'm going to go back to who will sign those papers, and right after that, I'm going to go to Social Security. Yeah. You don't know what yeah. these medications are going to these babies long term. Because I'm in the field and I work with the babies, and then I have my extended time with the older population, I can promise you it's another act of chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. And she has spoken about mm-hmm. that several times. But it comes in right. so slick. You know, that, those couple of pennies will help. So you take those couple of pennies and turn your child's life upside down and have your child yeah. looking around thinking that something's wrong with them when the child is see, yeah. you know, something's wrong with you. You need to be in yeah. 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 And, and some of these um, problems that we see in our youth, these, these are things they're going to outgrow. They're going to outgrow them if you give them the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Some of this is, is just, I hate to tell you, just normal behavior. Terrible twos is terrible. And for some, it's terrible. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's something, but it's not something. Uh, we've gotten to the point where we want to fix everything rather than just acknowledging what just happened. You know, um, I, I had having two boys and two children that are opposite. That first one was a breeze. Oh, no problem. We got this. That second one tried me every way but Tuesday. I mean, every second. I mean, he tried. I think he woke up to wake up, woke up to try me every day. You know, it was like living with Stewie, you know, from Family Guy. It was really, um, I, oh, oh, I was like, look here. <laughs> In case you got any friends, okay, I need to keep a close eye on you. You know, it was rough. But, you know, as he, as we were going through this rough stuff, I had a lot of support in maintaining him. And I was like, I'm not going to put him on medication. And his body hasn't even fully developed. His brain has not developed yet. You know, I, I'm like, we don't, people don't understand their side effects to all of this stuff. So it took a lot more effort. You know, I had to stay on top of this, that second one way tighter than that first one, you know. 
And, and But it was just something I had to do because I signed up for this. 100%. I signed up for all of it. And I think sometimes, you know, in the heat of the moment, people forget they made those commitments. Okay, they signed up. They weren't thinking about it at that time. At that time, they were uh, focused on other things, you know. But um, in the middle of uh, all the hopefully good, hot stuff, um, we were really signing up for some contracts were being signed, and we're here, and we have these children we've got to take care of. And they're our responsibility. It may take the village, which us as parents, we're the ones that have to be responsible. Exactly. Like some mm-hmm. people in their their the style is quite laid. They said, you know, you just do whatever. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. some peace at some time in my life, which means you ain't got to go to sleep, but you're going to have to shut up. Why? Because the house <laughs> has to be quiet by a certain time. You can read. Mm-hmm. You can write. Mm-hmm. I bet I bet not hear you read. That's how serious yeah. it was. And Monday through Thursday, you don't get to watch TV. You earn that for the weekend. If you want to sit there and binge watch a cartoon all day Saturday, guess what? If you did everything you're supposed to do during the week with school, no phone calls, you kept your um, you did your chores, whatever. On the weekend, if that's what that's you right. want to do, I like to do. That's so right. You earn that. That's right. Somewhere along mm-hmm. the line, the earning and the giving got switched up. Ooh. Yep. So correct. Somewhere along you are so correct. The earning and the giving got messed up. I got confused. We we started mixing them up. And, and actually, I, I know my partner was fussing with me once upon a time about this, talking about entitlement. You know, that he, he just hated that word. You know, you said it. Oh, okay. Oh, he would have a cow. Oh, the entitlement. And I was like, okay, well, let's get a good understanding as far as good and the bad of entitlement. I want, I, I want my kids to feel entitled to um, being respected. I want my kids to be entitled to this. So there were things that I was like, I want my kids privy to this. Now, are they entitled to new video games every time they come out, because that's where they come out every month or whatever, you know, we have to talk about that. Those are things you have to earn. And so he really made me stop and say, okay, look, what is entitled? What should they be entitled to? Um, I'm hoping every generation that we spin around, um, we have more and better opportunities. We have better children. We have just better. So um, when it comes to like I have uh, I'm second generation. My oldest son, Solomon, third generation Panther. I want more things for him. Okay? I want him to feel entitled to X, Y, and Z. And then I want him to earn this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing in life. You know, what are we entitling our children for? To be entitled means, you know, you have the rights of this. But then I think we overdo it because I wanted a pony and my mama couldn't afford no pony and now I'm ponyless. And so we have this 
<laughs> so we create in our mind that our kids need everything because we didn't have it, and, and that's not true, you know. And so we end up with spoiled kids that don't want to do anything and don't feel like they have to do anything. And that doesn't help us. And it doesn't help the child. Say it again. Let's add that part. They are also disrespectful. Of because course, because they haven't worked That's for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so please explain to me how you feel about it, because I, we, we, uh, me and the brother, we disagreed, and then we agreed in some places. But I think we have some of that man woman dynamic going off there. But how mm-hmm. how do you, as a mother, feel about? Uh, what the children in general are entitled to. I think part of it is self-worth. I think they need to understand that they are worthy of certain Mm -hmm. items and certain things. And that should be across the board, all children. It should be. Mm -hmm. They're worthy to to have their bodies respected, to have some of their space respected, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Like, Close the door. What you mean close the door? You know, not to put myself out there, but just big mama style, I had to kick a door for him a time or two because I don't say that. <laughs> I paid the course to be the board. So because I paid the course to be the board, that means you're gonna, you, you don't, you don't slamming doors. I, I'm like, I'm all the way grown with only at, I can't even imagine slamming a door to my mother now, <laughs> you know, or even cussing in front of her. It's so I slipped up one time, and you would have thought I was two years old, ready to fall on the floor. Oh, I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry, <laughs> you know, because that was the level of respect I had. We didn't have a whole lot. My father transitioned very young. So he mm-hmm. took six of his eight children into adulthood, but the two of us were still there. And there was no being school. We still had responsibilities. We still had things to do. She did what she could. And what she couldn't do, she didn't worry about. Well, at least she right. didn't appear to us. That she was worried about it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. do believe that our ch- children, there's just some fundamental things that our children deserve. However, right. that entitlement piece, I guess, because I see it on so many different levels, and then I see you as this dysfunctional adult thinking that your significant uh. is supposed to hold the foolishness that your parents did or didn't. Uh. Oh, mm, mm, I know. I mm. just, but it is what it is because that's when you end up with these unhealthy understandings. Because in your mind, you're thinking that this is what's supposed to happen, or you're thinking this mm-hmm. is what the the woman is supposed to do, or this is what mm-hmm. the man of the house is supposed to do. Instead of coming to your own understanding, your a good healthy understanding that what works for us may not work for another couple, but this right here works for us and allows us to be efficient, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to people. You'll have mm-hmm. some people, don't go there, <laughs> some sister, you go through all that, <laughs> you give, you know, you birth in the nation, and then the man you laid down with to make that child, you got an issue with when it comes to take care of that child. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. But you had an issue with you created that child. <laughs> no, because they weren't concentrating. <laughs> they were concentrating at that very moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be extra special. But at the same time, 
you know, things are left in the wind because you didn't have that mm-hmm. talk over who do what, what, what can this for? Right. Okay, well, this is that I know I will do if I have to, but I prefer not to. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I can take out the trash. Right. I can, I show enough care, and I have. Do I like it? No. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. we have to do certain, we do it because there's no one else there to do it. But when you have that right. understanding and that, you need to know how to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some couples because they never had these conversations. They never listened to Big Mama. You know, or Uncle Joe with the two shots up to his kneecap at every barbecue with the towel in his back pocket. So you ain't listen to that, Uncle, to understand that it's real out here. <laughs> you know, you let you let that old school backyard knowledge go that you didn't mm, pass mm, those mm. lessons. You remember what that child said, you know, what that uncle or big mama said to you, but you never passed that knowledge on. Mm, you didn't mm, pass mm. the you you just hit some you just hit some buttons. I I gotta share this with you. I know, I know firsthand about the about the men meeting. Okay, and this is when the men all sit outside. Um, last time I heard this being done, it was over a pig. It was over. They were they were stewing a pot. Okay, they were cooking the pig. A big pigs are huge, y'all. We look at little strips of bacon and say, okay, that's a pig. That's not a pig. Pigs are like your dining room table walking towards you. And so it takes a lot to cook them. And so there is this man ritual where the men sit outside, um, and they, they let the teenager, the teenage men sit outside. Um, but they everybody sits outside, and they, they cook this food, right? And, and the, the old heads listen to the young ones whine and complain and, the old, the young ones listen to the old ones whine and complain or whatever. But you know, it's part of their man ritual, you know. And the women don't interfere. The women don't. That's why I say I've heard of it because I've never been to one. This was the moment mm-hmm. that the 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 men folk got together, and they passed down that knowledge, and they share, and they listen to this one whine about this wife, and give the old head an opportunity to say, hey, look. I got a solution for you. <laughs> Take your butt home. You know what I'm saying? You know, it gives the men an opportunity to work with the men. And it is so important. It's not respected, I guess, because it's not as obvious. You know, men rarely do they say, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they say, come on, sit down, let me tell you something. I don't know if they do. Big mama <laughs> does. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know if the men are as obvious. But I swear to you, if you pay attention, you can see it. You know, if you ask, I know I have out of the blue asked men, hey, what, tell, can you tell me about this? And was surprised at the prolific answers that I got. I was like, whoa, you actually know something. And they're like, uh, yeah, I, I do know something. <laughs> and it wasn't to be rude or anything, but, you know, so many times we don't, you know, um, because they play it so cool, we don't get the opportunity to see it. But there are opportunities for men folk to also get that that man love, you know, that brother, the brother love, that uncle love, whatever it takes, you know, so don't. You know, don't tell me, 
don't be mad, you know, daddy wasn't there or whatever like that. I can imagine that leaves a hole, I can't, you know, that can't be filled. You know. At the same time, it doesn't, it's not like God left you with no male influence slash no positive male influence. There's always someone there. You just have to kind of look around and see, are you really seeing all that you can? Because we have to keep, when we're talking about these kids, these kids need grandma and grandpa. You know, these kids need all the options that they can get. You know, we can't just leave it on one side um, and think that that's going to be enough because it's not. Exactly. Exactly. I always um, tease about my youngest daughter. And she was like, keep you away from your child. Never. Come get your son. She'll tell you in a second okay. that sometimes I laughed or I, I got frustrated one time with something she did. But I understand mm-hmm. because she was I didn't create him by myself. So whether he's right. sick, happy, whatever, the same way right. I have to take care of him, dad gets to get some of this too because I need a break. That's right. And I have to respect her. That's right. She was like, mm-mm, listen, I, and I don't care who he's talking to as long as he's respectful. And you take care of my child? I don't care. <laughs> okay. So we're going to so, say that one more time, okay? And I, I say this from experience, okay? I've done it. It, it is uncomfortable <laughs> for two minutes. <laughs> After that, you get over yourself real quick and start to be like, yeah. you know what? I do need a break. Gosh, yeah, you know, uh-uh. This, look. Don't tell her not to hit my chick. Tell her not to hit my child. Off I go. Bye. Goodbye. You know, we have to stop being so closed-minded and thinking that you're hurting somebody by keeping the child stuck up under you all the time. And as you're getting worn out, as you're getting exhausted, as you're getting frustrated from feeling the pressure of having, you know, this child all the time, you need to spread that around. So I don't exactly. care who dad is seeing today. I don't care who dad brings over to pick up the little thing in the car. You know, I don't. If you know he ain't got no car, and you tell him to come pick up his child, somebody got to take him over there. That should exactly. not be your concern. Your concern should, be, as long as you know that this child's gonna be treated well, roll with it because you need a break. You know, and, and we have to start. And like I said. It's uncomfortable for one minute. After that, you'll be like, no, I really, I need this time. You know, I need this time to myself. And I I have not heard of many cases of stepmoms or, or stepgirlfriends or whatever they are going ham on no children, okay? That that don't happen. So, so you can relax off of that and, and really start to see that you're hurting yourself in the middle of that. You know, talking, talking about this quarantine, ain't no reason why I got to be quarantined all over here strictly. You know, like, you can go <laughs> to your daddy's house, you know. <laughs> you can go to your daddy's house, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, the kids can't just stay in one place. They need all of that. So, mm-mm. Exactly. And uh, I had to tell plenty of little sisters, I'm like, okay, you owe it to yourself and your children to see you in a healthy understanding with someone. So if it didn't work over here, guess what? It's not in the world. 
you have a title human, get thanks and praise for that. And show some respect mm-hmm. and for no other reason y'all went half on it. <laughs> you know? And that brings you. Okay, but a lot of times people just let their emotions go all over the place and you're angry for this and you're angry for that. And that child is missing out on some essential pieces of who they are. And you don't have to sit mm-hmm. there and bash of a parent every single chance you get. There was a gap with one of my daughters that didn't see her father for a minute. And when she did connect, she was like, I need to tell him that he has a granddaughter coming. So mm-hmm. I helped her to find him. And the first thing, oh, your mom's this, your mom's that. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, what? I want to tell you about your granddaughter. Right. And listen, that was fun for me because she had never heard me say nothing negative about her. Ever. Mm-hmm. I have been, mm-hmm. But for what? If he was that yeah. bad, then what did I, what was my purpose of laying down with him? Because she's here. <laughs> you right. know, so get over it. Right. Get over it. So true. So true. And you know, know and I, I grew up, I just, go ahead. No, you no, say? I mean, we, this is the stuff that we have to try to build on because when we're building, we're not just building for our next generation. We're building for that generation also coming underneath. The things that we're putting in place are the same things that our children are going to put in place. And so we have to do that um, when it comes to how we raise them, how we handle situations like this quarantine thing. This is We have never done this. The government has never said you got to stay home with your child. I've never heard of this. And so it's like how in the world do you handle something that you possibly have never done? I know people that live with their children and do not know them. You know, they're there in the house, but they don't talk to their children. Um. They they don't interact with them. You know, they throw food at them. They bark orders at them. But there's not really an interaction where we're like, hey, you know, I know who this kid, you know what I'm saying? I know what this kid is doing. You know, there are a lot of people that don't know their kids. That's because they don't know themselves. Uh-oh. Ooh. When you don't like your own company, how are you Mm-mm. supposed to? Deal with an, an extension of you. Mm-mm. I said that. Out loud. I meant it. Yeah, you said it out loud. Yeah, you said it out loud. It's so funny because I, I look at my two; they're just like me. I can see it. They they're different parts of me. You know what I'm saying? But they mm-hmm. just like me, and I'd be like, oh. So whenever he does that little thing, I'd be like, oh, you get that from your mother. And he's looking at me like, yeah. aren't you my mom? Yeah, yeah. I can acknowledge it. You get that from me. Look, I didn't say it was right. I just said it was true. Like, that's, that's right, right, right. <laughs> 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 well, my daughter okay. did something, and I was so upset. And then I went and looked in the mirror, and I bust out laughing because I was like, yeah, that was yeah. me at that age, yeah. the exact yeah. same thing. <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. I had to yeah. come back. Being the big mama mode and say what I had to say, yeah. but the whole situation down to the facial expressions was me. Yes, yes, yes. And it's so funny because I have two boys, she has two girls, 
and we interact with boys and girls differently. This is a fact. We can't. We cannot help this. This is just how it is. And so, um, yeah, to see yourself in male form is hilarious. You'd be like, ooh, I would have said the same thing. I I can't even. I can't even beat him for that. You know, I can't even get into him for that. I just. Look, son, let me just tell you what the next step in this is, okay, because I've been down this road that you barking on, and I can just tell you what's going to happen, okay? I'll just tell you. So, you know, um, it, it to me, if we can be honest about who we are, what was going on, then we have a chance of really helping these uh, tiny humans in their part, you know, um, if we can be honest, you know. If I can be, like, I I have my children trained after 9 o'clock, I don't want to hear you. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. You have to be in your room, in your space, doing something with headphones on because I can't, you know. I need moments and places and spaces where it is adult time, you know, whether Big Mama by herself or, or whether Big Daddy is home. I, I need to be by myself and your time is complete. And um, it ain't always like that. You're like, you know, and, and so without that time to myself, I don't I, I don't know how effective I could be even as a mother because I'm sitting there waiting for you to go to sleep. <laughs> I don't have to wait for you to go to sleep. I know 9 o'clock, you're going to take it down, you know. And he knows, my little ones know, they have my undivided until 9 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? So that way it's that trade-off. You know what I'm saying? I'll be busy here for a little bit, um, and then afterwards you'll get some time, you'll get my attention, whatever. But I'm not going to take up my whole day never asking how you how was your day. You know, I had to ask my son, who is um, in eighth grade, I had to be, how do you feel about this quarantine stuff? You know, I've, I've spoken to many parents. Parents are, are are losing their minds. Um, I've spoken to many. I've spoken to clients that were already a little off. They off her, you know what I'm saying. And so I, but I had to stop and ask my son. I said, well, how, "How are you dealing with this? You know what I'm saying. This is very different for you. A different schedule, a different focus, a different everything. We're not focusing on getting out of the house now. We're focusing on, you know, keeping the house straight." you know, keeping ourselves straight, you know, there, there's different priorities now. And so we had to have a talk, you know, and I'm so glad that I took the time to find out not only what did he think about the idea of staying home, but what did he think about the idea of this being the new norm? You know, they're not going back to school. They're still here. They're going to be here for a minute. How are we dealing with that? And so not many people take the time to find out because they'll tell, most kids will tell you, <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever, or they'll tell you, oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. if I could, I'd, I'd like to sleep another hour. If I could, you know, they'll, they'll tell you. But so many times, us as parents, we don't ask, you know. We have to start thinking, you know, this is People's Black Panther Party radio. We have to start thinking more about, what our children need to move forward and to be progressive in what they're doing. And we're not giving them enough of all we're giving them is video games. 
We're not educating them enough for the next steps in their life. And so we have to do more when it comes to getting them prepared for those next steps. I totally agree. And if you can sit there and spend 20 hours on some video games, then you can spend some time on the board game. Let's get some life lessons. (laughs) You know, old school Monopoly is still your friend. Teach you how to buy some property, (laughs) do something. Okay, teach you how to buy some property. (laughs) Exactly. There's a a black-owned company called It's a Black Thing. It's a blackthing.com, and they offer a board game that are culturally relevant. So oh, wow. some of these people take some of that stimulus money and buy a couple of those <laughs> so that when you have some that, you can focus on that with them children. And there's also yeah. another one called Urban Intellectuals, and they have the Black History Month flashcards um, that I will be ordering this week. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Awesome. They're visiting, but we have things that we can do, some constructive things. You don't have to sit there, oh, put it on Disney. Oh, what's your, coming through this door, coming up the set? What's your Wi-Fi? If you ask me that, what? <laughs> it's right. on no fly. You need to go outside right, and get right. dirty. You do something with yourself, right. you know. <laughs> and that's when it comes back to that entitlement. They expect when I go here or I go there, I should be able to just do this or do that. No. <laughs> some things are still present. Absolutely. And as parents, Absolutely. we have to remind you that that is a privilege. You know, okay, I did this or I did that for you because I chose to sacrifice something I wanted for you. But understand, it was a sacrifice. I didn't have to do that. Absolutely. It's we Absolutely. have to remind them. Like, I had to let my girls, as much as I love them, and I walk around and say they're my sisters just because, you know, I'm still 16. Uh-huh. That's my story. To it, but I, I, anything that I do for you right now is a gift. I don't owe you nothing. Absolutely, not not the thing. It's a gift. Now, as a big mama, there's certain things that we're just going to do. My daughter moved my first care package with some toilet tissue, and that was before all of this foolishness happened. <laughs> you know, okay. toilet tissue, food supplies. It was stuff like that. You know why? Because that's what big mama look at those things. Because when you're running a household, it's those tiny things that tend to add up, you know. But it's a teachable moment, and they knew it was a gift. I didn't have to do that's that. That's right. But I chose. That's it. right. And it's so important. It's so important that we do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have to distinguish it, and we have to do it. You know, we have to be very intentional with our uh, children and. The children that, for me, not just my children, but the children that children that they're around, because I don't know how many other parents are doing this kind of work. So in case your mom missed the lesson for today, you know, let let me help you on that, you know. And, and then when we start to get to those levels, that's when we're doing something. I know I had um, boys with me, and I was like, okay. We need some inspiration. We're we're about to call every man of quality that I know, and and we're going to get some words of inspiration. And um, it turned out, of course, I think I get more out of these exercises than they do. But for them, (laughs) they get to say, I learned something new about marriage. I learned something new about, you know, and every man that I asked had 
something profound to say. So, you know, when it comes to these kids being home, this is the perfect opportunity for you to start teaching them. Um, you know, mine have uh, mine have spiritual classes and have black history class. And even if what we're doing is, I know for one of the classes, we they uh, I broke it in two parts. They watched a Malcolm X movie on um, Netflix, and then we had a conversation about the first part of Malcolm X's life. And then they watched the second part, and then we had a conversation about the second part of Malcolm X's life. And, um, you know, it was so profound speaking with them about the differences and the transformation that occurred that, you know, they were bringing things to light that I hadn't even thought about. Me being a woman and being female, they saw things within themselves um, and about uh, Martin uh, Malcolm X's life that I hadn't really picked up on. So um, this is the perfect time to start putting these classes in place. This is the perfect time to start listening in on a radio show. You know, most of the shows maintain a nice, PG-13 level. You know, we'll take them out to watch, you know, all kind of spooky movies and you know, It Part 2. I mean, you'll do all that, but, you know, when it comes to revolution, no, that gets too, that's not too hard. I don't think you realize what these children go through, you know. So um, this is the perfect time to start spending that time teaching your child, okay, because as we established earlier, it's your responsibility. You got to do this. Exactly. I know for me, I didn't even have a black history class that I could thoroughly remember until my first year of undergrad, and that was because my minor was African studies, and I think if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even got all that information, and I know it was not divine intervention there because all the other psych courses that I was scheduled to take were full. Okay. That's where I needed to be, and I had to go through, you know, some international classes, all this kind of good stuff, and it was fun. And I just felt in love with my culture even more. Um, I had a mom come into my office, and she was like, how can you work with kids that have nice things in your office? And it's Afrocentric, of course. And I said, <laughs> I'm looking at her like she's bonkers. Like, oh, what are you right, right. About? <laughs> because, you know, he was touching things and examining things and doing all this kind of stuff. And I told her, I just said, I said, let him flow because I was assessing and I wanted to see. So mm-hmm. I can't just take mom mm-hmm. for it and just run. I'm assessing. Let him go ahead. And I explained right. things to him. And he asked certain things that he could not touch. I let him know. And then she asked that again. And I said, part of the issue with our babies is really just lack of self esteem. If they knew the power and the beauty of the culture, and all these wonderful things, they wouldn't be so destructive against each other. Okay. Against themselves. They wouldn't. And okay. the second time the baby came to the office, you know, some of the, he done lost his manners, he won't do this, he won't do that. And he came, of course, he was still being extra, but he stopped and said, excuse me. And he said, okay. no, ma'am. And he did all these little things, and then when he looked in the treasure chest, it was like, oh, I said, yeah, you can get one because you earned it, because you did A, B, C, and D, you know? So 
in certain situations, I'm like, is it really the kid or is it the parent? Uh, okay. Okay. The parent, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, I said to somebody, so, so what? Like, really? <laughs> I had to sit there and sign for mom. I'm like, it, it ain't that baby. It's you. Uh, <laughs> she didn't love. like what I had to say, but hey, it is what it is. Nine times out of ten, you're you about start, me. <laughs> you have to start really being okay with that. We have to really yeah. stop and think. I mean, because every everyone's not born the great <laughs> the great parent. You know, every I didn't realize that. I didn't know that. You know, because all of the parents mm-hmm. that I saw growing up and that had kids and when we're being dragged into the UNIA meetings and you know we we're sitting in the corner and adults are having their meetings over there. So all the parents that I saw were activist, you know, because that's who my mother was. Yeah. So I was accustomed to seeing parents involved. I was accustomed to community parents. Everybody had the right and and trust me, as a kid, because I'm smart, I already <laughs> knew what they would say. Oh, look at these could you recite that? Yes, I can, because I know I'm going to get a dollar when I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Do you do this? Yep, yes, sir, yes, sir. I know this, I know that. You know, I mean, it was, and I was rewarded, and, you know, we were looked upon as treasures. We were all, we could see in our parents' eyes that we were truly the next generation. And we were treasures, you know what I'm saying? The way they handled us, the way they, the the repetition, repetition, you know. They, we knew that we were going to be saving the universe somewhere, somehow. (laughs) So it was going to be us, you know. So we had, um, so when we came, we came and we were so excited to be there because we knew, you know, we would practice without being told because we knew that um, there was going to be a quiz. Someone was going to ask you. Someone was going to say this, and and you were going to get get the right answer. Give it quick. Give it thorough. Get the reward. You know, but yeah. we're not doing enough of that. Our, you know, we really need. Go ahead. We're saying we really no, no, need no, to turn sister. everything into a teachable moment. There are lessons all the time. And sometimes that little lesson, that extra 10 minutes talking to that child will be something that they'll remember for a lifetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I know people that mistake uh, my my children, both of them, the 14-year-old, for grown men. And I'm like, uh, this is a 14-year-old. But when he stands, when he's standing tall, pulled up, when his back is straight, when he knows how to come in and out of a conversation, um, when he's polite and mannerable, I, I, you know, I'm like, yeah, I understand how you got it mixed up, but he really is only 14. I had some woman slam me down. Oh, no, he can't be 14. He's out of school. I'm like, out of school? This, he's about to go to high school, about to start. He ain't out of nothing. <laughs> but, you know, that lets you know the work that goes into these little ones. So when you're putting the work into them, it's nowhere near on the back end as much work as if you don't put the work into them. 
okay? Now, if you let them just be whatever, do whatever, think whatever, act what, oh, my God. I work with um, part of the day job is, you know, I work with juveniles that have already been uh, incarcerated or had to get sent to um, YDC or whatever, and so they're part of this counseling pro- uh, program in order to give them, like, a second chance. And um, so I'm dealing with kids younger than my child that are have already been to jail. They already started drinking and smoking. Um, a lot of them have already been introduced to uh, sex in some forms. And so I'm like, wait a minute, isn't this still a child? You know, when did you get your child's lessons in? Because you're so busy learning these adult lessons. So I'm in the parents, oh, the mothers are just so frustrated. They're like, look, I don't care what you do as long as you do it, take him with you, you know, because he's become a destructive part of our family. And so I know the value of putting as much work as it takes up on the front end because once you start sliding down that slope, it's real hard to turn that around. It, it's, it's like trying to turn the Titanic, you know what I'm saying? It's real hard to turn it around. So whatever you have to do, do it up front. And and staying home, this home time, this is a perfect time to do this. You have undivided attention. Shoot, mine has to get his work done before he eats. <laughs> and then that's the way I know that my work is going to get done. I don't care what you get to do, but do it. Spend the time with the child, spend the time you know, making sure that they're doing everything that they need so that you don't have to be on the other end of that where, and for those parents that don't know, when your child gets in trouble, oh, they find a thousand ways to tax you, to fine you, you got court costs, mm-hmm. lawyer fees. I'm like, oh, my God. Exactly. I know you think you're being helpful by working 15 jobs, but if you quit some of them jobs and spend some time with your child, the lawyer fees and stuff that you want to save, oh, save the lawyer fees, save it. You know, I know women exactly. that work that work almost around the clock for their children, but I'm like, you're, ch- you're about to lose your children because you're not involved and you're not active in what they're doing. So while they're home, you know, we try to come up with things to do while they're home, you need to talk to your child. You need to find out what they're thinking about, what they're doing. You need to find out who they're thinking about and who they think about doing with. So, you know, this is the actually is a perfect opportunity for us to go and to spend this time finding out the best ways to handle this. I totally agree. Now, if people are going to do it, that's something different. They should be. <laughs> It's not always the children. No. So I mean, I've done enough family without the child sessions to to know it's not always yeah. the children. Well, I was yeah. like this when I was younger, and this, this, and that. And like, okay, mm-hmm. did it work out for you the way you wanted it to? Oh, no, I had to go right. through this, this, and that. Is that what you want for your tiny human? So if that's not what you want, then you have to do something different to break the generational curses. Like, come on now. Let's do better. Yep. Yep. 
Yep, I knew a woman. One way or another, they are, that child is either going to listen to you in that household and listen to those lessons and those sessions and all that kind of good stuff, or they're going to listen to someone behind bars. Oh, I knew a woman and her female daughter, and they had the same okay. probation officer. <laughs> I, I, said, I knew a what? woman and her daughter, and they had the same probation officers 20 years, uh, not 20 years, it was like 16 years apart. And I was like, um, what you mean you know her? I said, oh, you know her from working. No, I knew she used to be my probation officer. I said, huh? How, how'd, that, how'd that happen? You know, doing the same thing, doing the same thing. Also, see how we talk about kids in trouble? Let me tell you something, family. Sometimes our kids frustrate us to the point that we call the man. I've seen this. I've seen it. We call the man, hey. This child is acting up. I need you to come get him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, because it's so hard. I've seen kids uh, over in Albany, Georgia, where I work. If your child runs away and you call the police, that is a, it's considered a crime, your child running away. And I'm like, oh, I thought that just meant that they needed help and needed some counseling. Needed no, it's a crime. You get two years, two years probation if your child runs away and you call the police. And I'm like, wow. I, I'm like, I don't know if that's a crime. You know what I'm saying? I, and I don't know if it's a, a, a child crime. It, it's, a it's a cry for help. It's a cry for help. But you call the police, it's now a crime. So, and then, you know, the trip where your child got to be in by 6 o'clock. Yeah, your child got to be in by 6 o'clock. Your child ain't never been in by 6 o'clock. So what happens is you get a probation violation, and then you go in our, uh, to YGT. And so yeah. you have to be careful not to be setting these kids up for trouble. We got to, you know, like I said, we home. Let's talk about it. You know, let, let's talk be about Say it again, sister. Being preventive. Some right. of these issues that's going on or could be on that baby's plate, you can handle that now. Make that plate smaller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take this. Mm-hmm. Find the things mm-hmm. that they like. Teach them the importance yep. of agreeing to disagree but still being able to work together because that's something that they will take into marriage, into their uh-huh. own family. They learn those How lessons about at home. Yeah, I teach them to be married. If you ask my children, if I bring any of them on the line and I tell them a man who finds a wife, they will tell you, find a good thing. Okay? They, you have to, you talking about something, we still have to teach them that that marriage is a positive aspect of life. You know, we still have to, in our communities, and, you know, we're Panthers. We're talking about the African-American community. Just in case, you know, mm-hmm. people want to shoo-shoo me away and say, oh, no, she's not talking to me. I am talking to you, okay? We have to go back in the day when marriage was important. We have to go back mm-hmm. in the day to where your job, you working 20 hours a week, uh, 20 hours a day, and dad working 20 hours a day, that was never it. There was all – one person mm-hmm. had the primary job and then the other person – had that feeling job, you know what I'm saying? But 
there was never a point where both parents worked full time out of the house. Never. Because who would be never. <laughs> we we have to do better. We have to do better because we have to we have to see long term. Uh, we should be able to. And sometimes, you know, I love it. You know, we have a chief war and a chairman Yanger. They'll come on and they'll give us their uh, history lessons. They are both incredible with them dates. Okay. We are far enough down in the family dynamic so that we can see some things don't work for us. Something did not work for us growing up. And so we have to be able to see that having both parents out of the house does not work. It just doesn't. And if daddy's locked up, that means one parent's already out of the house. If dad is gone, that means mm-hmm. one parent is already out of the house. So that means you can't turn around and also be out of the house 15, 20 hours a day. You know, because exactly. then that leaves the child in these vulnerable positions in places they don't need to be. Exactly. Let's get back to this little marriage feature you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yes. People don't understand um, the importance of, you know, it being a partnership. You know, how are you supposed to be actively working towards being any type of power couple when there's no couple? There's no partnership. There's a give and take. Just like you said, one person was doing more full-time while the other did part-time out of the household. But running the household itself is a full-time job. Yes, That's what, just what I had to earlier, learning how to balance, because what may work for this couple may not work for another couple, but you figure out what works for you, and you move forward. Um, it's so many things into one that piece right there that we, we talked about on so many different occasions. I have um. said it on, on many a program. I believe <laughs> that fixing the um, African-American family is the most important thing that we could do, period. I've said it. I stand by it. Until we, you know, we had the uh, government come and literally remove the man out of the house um, because in order to get back in those days to get welfare benefits, there couldn't be a man in the house, you know. And so here we have a man it's his house. But because of for financial reasons or whatever, we can't, you can't be here. So we got kids looking at you hiding because this white woman with a clipboard just walked into your house. So we, there was an intentional with all of the, you know, three strikes rule. There, there were so many in, uh, intentional fronts to move the man out of the household, Okay. So we have had our family structure. Don't let them tell you we've never had a family structure because we have. You know, don't let them say we've never had economy, we've never had neighbor. Don't don't let them say we don't have an African-American culture because we do, okay? But it's constantly under attack. So I have said on many occasions that marriage, it not, not hooking up, not shacking up, be clear, Marriage is going to be the saving grace. 
when you have two people working together um, with the support of their family, um, with children, honestly, with older children, I've seen, you know, this may happen later in life, you know, I'm a big mama, I can, you know, I'm almost 50, I don't care. But for those that have um, older children, as you can start to see the different layers of family come in, there's houses, the positive houses I see working, a lot of times there's an elder there, there's the couple there, there's older children that are not rushing out to spend every dime trying to maintain their own household. You know, sometimes there's layers to what is considered a family, and that family structure helps. It helps a great deal to be able to say, okay, I know I can always go to my family's home and, and that there always will be a place for me, me and my kids sometimes. So um, I have said it, and I stand by it. Marriage is the answer. Go ahead and commit, make it work, fight it out, do whatever you got to do. But um, that's how we're going to be successful moving forward. That is the answer. We've got to work together. So you, we could talk about, um, Cameron talks about uh, communal living all the time. I don't know if I want to share the house. <laughs> we can maybe a little bit, okay? But we can't get to communal without getting some of the very basics down, um, like marriage. You know, saying where where's that commitment at? Um, and the married men that I do know, they will all tell you, you know, it's work, sacrifice, this, that. They'll say that. But they can look at their lives and they'll be like, I can see the benefit. I can see mm-hmm. the benefit. The most successful and influential, sister, yeah. the most successful and yeah. influential people are married and have been yeah. married for an extended period of time. You know, yeah. you can have this and you do this and you do that. But that wife is the one that I have the, the combination to the lock, you know, yeah. to the safe. You're not giving that out yeah. to just anybody who wants you just because they want you. You give that Absolutely. out to that person that you're building, building the partnership with. And they'll benefit Absolutely. from that. And, um, the and when we were working with um, the youth, because I know um, I've had a session or two, where you were helping me with the youth, and we were like, hey, um, you pointed out that, um, one, all of uh, all of the leaders that we were studying at that time period, every single one of them were married, and um, you pointed out the importance of youth in the, the work that we were doing. So we recognize the youth play a big role in um, – all of the movements, the revolutionary movements that have been so far. So if youth play a big role in the movement, and we got these kids sitting at home, your revolution is is doing what? Nothing. Nothing. Your revolution is sitting still. Okay, and, and that is a crime. Yeah. So we have we have to really understand the importance of having these children, what their destiny is. And how do we get them prepared for their destiny? So 100%, 100%, we've got to start, and we've got to start living some of the values that we're talking about, okay? So but I need back to that show, practice what you preach. <laughs> practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. Well, sit down. For me, 
for me, the do your part, you got to do your part. You got to spend the time doing what you need to do, okay? So if I'm home, if I have children in my home, all of them get to sit down and listen to this, I don't want to even call it a lecture. It's a study session, but you need to study. You need to know who your leaders are. You need to know the sacrifices that they've made, and you need to know what kind of men they were. And the reason why I do it like that is because I want them to be able to see the kind of man in them, in themselves. And then also I want them to see, okay, you may not get the opportunity to have met Malcolm X, but you can meet a chief war, you know what I'm saying? You can meet a chairman. You know, there's so many um, influential people that they meet. And I'm, I go, tell him, go shake that man's hand. And he's like, you want me to walk in front of all these people? And he, yes, I do. Shake his hand and make sure he knows your name. And he's like, okay. And every time he does it, he gets the same answer because the men are like, he just, okay. All right, young man, I see you. I feel you. They love it. They love it. Just we have someone that would like to join the conversation with us. And if you are new joining us, please let understand all you have to do is press one. That lets us know that you'd like to join the conversation, and we can move from there. I want to go ahead and grab this caller real quick. Greetings. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Peace and power. How is everybody doing, ladies and gentlemen? We are well. We are well. All powerful Love people. That's great. This is Equal. My name is Equal Neefam, and I'm a, I am calling from um, from South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. All right, we're glad you're taking the time to, to listen, check us out. Tell us about these kids being home. What are we going to do with these kids and, and trying to raise them up and, and get them involved in the revolution and everything? Yeah. What 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 people gonna do with the kids and child within themselves? Because that's the reality. A lot of the uh-uh. adults, the, uh, a lot of times we as adults, we can't really point the children in the right direction when we haven't been taught. You know, and that's uh-uh. you know the more that we're the more that we're honest with ourselves, even those of us that deem ourselves woke or conscious, you know, the more that we we get conscious, the more that we realize that. Dog, we we really don't know what we thought we knew, um, and finding a an important place to start, and that's where we have to, I guess, feel complete by establishing a lot of the education via the culture that we would be participating in, the culture that we want to see our children participating in, i.e., you know, having more songs, having more movies around that will glorify, you know, uh, the the higher side of African living or black lifestyle and, and black culture. Because right now we're at a time where our children is nothing for our children to sit back and dance on the song that glorifies the lower parts of our African lifestyle, right? We can say that we're at some of, some of our probably lowest points when we're talking about culture, and where we are as a people and where our people are participating in. Even when we say Jay-Z is a billionaire, right? He has right. been able to, to gain billions by basically promoting a level of degradation in, in, in the culture. You know, the dope boy, 
type of mentality where I'm going to sell drugs to the, you understand, and we're talking about what is it that we can be doing with our children? What is it that we can be changing? Because this paradigm is actually evolving, or we're having to go somewhere different in the social uh, infrastructure. So, of course, this, this is going to deem us to do the same within inside our own family. You know, uh, so I think it is very important for us to let that little child die within ourselves. Oh, I know it all. Oh, I can't be taught a thing and go back in and to get that quality, substantial learning that is fit for us to now possess a healthy African black worldview as adults. So now that we can teach the children rather than looking for the children to learn something miraculously, you understand? Because mm. I don't really necessarily believe in miracles like that. You know, I believe in knowing and understanding that, hey, there's a system. There's a way that we get to this point. So I want to say that that is going to be very important for us, the adults, to remove a lot of the stagnated BS that we've been carrying. A lot of them little babies, what they call baby boys, a lot of the baby boys and baby girls that we've been carrying and trying to protect. Let that die because our children are watching us so we can teach them what they need to sustain the higher level of uh, of life that we want for them. Mm-mm-mm. We about to chew all over that. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Look, brother, I appreciate you calling in. We do this every Sunday at 8 o'clock, okay, whether it's Big Mama's house, whether it's Chief War and his panel, whether it's the Chairman Yanga giving us his political education, please make sure you stop back through and, and, and share with us because you're right on the level that we're trying to get to, okay? You're right there because, like we've said so many times, people don't have the information that they need. You know, we, we can't – how do you expect for someone who just, quote, unquote, woke up to know how to teach their children, you know, so this is why we do have to put those things in place constantly. You know, when we were growing up, you know, I'm not telling on my age or nothing, but we had a, I'm black and I'm proud. We had, you know, it was so funny. You had the little Afro pick with the fist on it. You know, we, we had so many reminders of the beauty of our blackness. And now, you know, that same energy has been over-sexualized it's been criminalized because we're spending so much time and energy with the radio, you know, pushing and promoting this negative self-image, um, this negative, you know, being a menace to your own society, you know, this idea mm-hmm. of, of just being uh, uh, a terror, you know what I'm saying? And we've glorified it. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about the guns. We talk about, you know, and these guns, they're not, that with the Panthers, when you see a Panther with a gun, that's supposed to be about self-defense. That's supposed to be about protecting the yeah. house. That's supposed to be about protecting because there was a time when our houses needed protection because they got crosses burned on them and bombs all over the place. It wasn't a fashion statement. It wasn't a statement to say how quickly I will take out one of my fellow brothers, you know. And so we have to really revamp and, and go back to a place and the reason why I keep saying go back is because I want people to know we were there. We were there and we got derailed. We were right there where the people in our community were making positive changes. They were being helpful to one another. 
you know, community meant something. Your neighborhood, it wasn't a gang affiliation or anything like that. Your neighborhood meant, hey, these are the people that watch me, watch my child go to school. They, you know, we're all in the same neighborhood, all in the same grocery store. So, you know, we have to get back to that. But I appreciate the comment. And, and helping us to realize, see, this is why we have Big Mama's House, because we are trying to educate. We are trying to let people know it ain't your fault if you don't know. But now that you do, let's do something with it. Let's do put some positive steps in there. So please check us That's out. Sure. Like I said, we do this every Sunday at 8, okay? Oh, yes, ma'am. Thanks. Yes, ma'am. Great show. Great topic. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, Mama Keita, I know you got some some words on that one. I mean, <laughs> I mean he did everything, he everything in the head, and it's nothing like yeah. that male energy. When we have the brothers yeah. say what they have to say, say it with that confidence and authority that it needs to be said. And those are the type of things, yeah. those are the types of um, role models our younger generation needs to see. Yeah. You know, yeah. not just men, yeah. but, but uh, ladies, too. Well, sisters yeah. need to see it just as much so that you can be more selective in your choices. <laughs> because and, some of these decisions are going to come with some lifetime consequences. Absolutely. And, and um, yeah, yeah. And also, mm-hmm. not trying to be funny, brothers, I, I just want to tell you, there is there are women that don't, know how to listen to men. Sorry, women. There's some of us that don't oh my know. Goodness. I know. <laughs> Clutch the pearls, okay? They, they don't know because they don't have the experience. Because they don't have the experience, you know? So when you have the opportunity to speak, even to um, from a man to a little mama, you know, if you have the opportunity to speak to one of these young ladies, you could be putting her on the path of really understanding she needs to be somebody's wife, you know what I'm saying, not somebody's chicken devil, you know what I'm saying. She needs to be, you could be putting her on a path where she begins to value someone else's opinion other than Jay-Z and all these imaginary heroes that we have in our community that aren't really for our community, you know. And so, I, just for all of those that have a voice, that have two inches of knowledge, you ain't got to be no gurus. None of us are gurus, okay? But we are well-intended and we try. And so that's the kind of stuff that we have to really put in place. We are well-intended and we try, you know. And if you have two inches of try in you, share it with the young person so that they can begin to say, okay, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. Because a lot of times... You'll see you, they're sitting around, they're waiting for you to do it first. I've mm-hmm. seen it. I have seen it. Where the kids are like, yeah, I'll do it when I see it pay. I'll do it when I see mm-hmm. it benefit me. We have to show them it benefits you right now. But exactly. Understanding that we you are speaking to people. Go ahead. Go ahead, please, sir. You mentioned you don't have to be a, a guru and all that kind of good stuff. It tickled me because yeah. I thought about social media. I'm like, please, everybody get on there. They come to counselor, the psychologist, the pastor, the supermodel, okay. and all that kind of stuff. So take a few of those minutes and invest okay. in a child. 
Invest in that child that you know may be neglected or just not have enough role models. Take a few minutes to say something powerful okay. and something encouraging because you'll you never know just how influential you are to that one person because Mr. Right. Such and Such said and he wasn't being creepy, you know. He said yeah. something powerful yeah. to me. And he told yeah. me I should be treated better than that. Or he called me a queen for the first time. Yeah. You know, instead yeah, of a bee because that's all I hear. That's all I hear in the music. That's all I hear this. I tell my mm-hmm. children in a minute, like, listen, I know you don't have that on my station in this car. Oh, mommy, that's right. it's just a beat. Yeah, but look what's being Mm-mm. said. Not only what's being nah. said, you're messing up my it's brain cells, and I need my brain cells for other stuff. It's brainwashed. So. It is totally destroying brainwash. I will never forget the first time uh, someone called my son, son, said, come here, son. And Tyler looked at me like, um, what? I said, son, meaning, you know, he cares about you. I mean, I had to really explain to him, it's okay for a man to call you son, you know, when you, especially when you see that they're, they're being, you know, kind to you, they're acting like a fatherly figure to you, you know, you can get that sense, you know. I say it all the time, you know. I say it even with my clients. Come here, son. I do that to, for me to remind myself and remind you, you are a child, and I, I am the adult. So you are the son, you know. And so, um, but I will never forget that he was just so confused. And afterwards, I mean, he, we had to have a whole dialogue about it. And then, you know, he, he let me know how he felt about it. He was like, "Well, I, I guess it would be nice to be called son." You know, and I'm like, okay. And so um, you would know, you'll be surprised what you can speak into somebody's existence just by exactly. sharing those things. Because everybody knows the word son, that's not some, that's not dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, fella. That's not nigga. That's, that, there's a lot of things that son, that, that's a term of endearment, you know. And so um, just sharing those endearments meant something. He acknowledged it right away and and was like, okay, I, I, I know something just happened. So when we're sharing with them first, we have to show them that that actually means something. You know what I'm saying? It can't be important until you have expressed the importance on it. You know, um, every little mama can't be a queen, you know, and you have to let this little mama know, hey, if I'm calling you queen, it's because I see something in you. You know what I'm saying? There's something special about you. And um, I, I want to see you doing more things so that not only will I say it, but any, anybody and everybody who comes in contact with you will say it. And so, again, this is setting them up for success. And, and, and helping them to understand, hey, you you can do this. You can do this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, take that time. We, we're talking about these kids still home. You know, kids are going to be home for three months, you know, at least. we hoping they go back to school eventually, you know. So as we start to prepare them for the understanding that this is life 
and this is what you do, this is also a good time. I had to explain to Mr. Tyler, guess what? Um, your job was going to school. Now we're going to change the priorities a little bit, and uh, I'm going to need you to increase your chores while you're home because going out to school, was uh, it was a job. Now school and education is different. I want you also to change in what the level of responsibility in the house that you're doing. And um, he looked at me like, dang. You know, know, he was like, uh, that wasn't my job. And now I'm not doing that job anymore. I do have to pick up the slack in other places. Okay, you know. And so while while the little ones are home, I already know you gave him some extra chores. I already know you did. I already know. At least I hope you did. Let them know the reason for that, though. Let them know, look, this is this is part of being a responsible part of this household, okay? This is a household. This ain't no flop house. And so I need you to understand some of the things that we do, we do here for the benefit of everybody. So what can your little 14-year-old self do that can benefit everybody seeing how you're home? And, and that's what we're working on, you know, and, and being consistent in that. So I want him to always know that he has responsibilities to the collective of the home. And then once he gets just a tad older, we're going to expand that responsibility out to the community. You have responsibility to the community, and this is what it looks like, and this is what it sounds like, and this is what it, you know, you're going to follow in your uncle's footsteps, your grandmother's footsteps, your grandfather's footsteps, your mother's footsteps, and your brother's footsteps. This is what it's going to look like. This is what you're going to do. And so we have to start, though, because these kids are home. We have to start now. We have to start in, in their little protective bubble that is called home and called family so they'll already start to learn some of the things that they're going to be responsible for. We have that responsibility to teach and to expose them. Teachable moment. Turn everything into a teachable moment. Everything. Because eventually they will have their household. And they will remember those things. You know, and the goal is to make sure that they pass the torch and they teach it to those um, children that are coming up underneath them. You know? That's right. You're not saying it's easy. You're not saying it's easy because I'm quite sure I'm going to have to come in with some substance abuse issues after this. But uh, I said it, but I'm fully aware of that. Uh, But (laughs) the reality is they need to see you happy to be with them during this time, regardless of how stressful it is, regardless of financial difficulties are going on. Your children should not feel as if they are a burden on you because they have to be home. You had them. You did the tricks. Now they're here. Whatever. Yeah, 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 and, and I need you to understand how important that is. That's very important because if that child feels that they are a burden on you to the point that you can't even stand, um, stand being around them, that resentment will set in. That child will do That's some right. things, attention seeking behaviors. You know, they'll start that stuff as child children, and then it'll rub off into adulthood, and that's when we get all back to that entitlement aspect that we discussed at the top yeah. of the show. 
You out here just acting acting a donkey just to act a donkey because you really want some attention. Yeah. So give those babies the attention that they need and deserve right now because they are affected. Appropriate attention. Excuse me, coronavirus or Kool-Aid virus. They are affected just like everybody else, you know. So the fact that you're having those talks with nephews, that's that's beautiful because you get to see Mm -hmm. it from his perspective. That is something that all parents yeah. should be doing, you know. Absolutely. Because it is a scary thing. It's scary for the parents. Instead of spending 500 hours on social media cracking jokes, even though some of the beings have been quite funny, <laughs> you know, <laughs> find some Let you do that after 9 o'clock, after you don't do what you had to do, after you don't had your lessons, you had, had your teachable moments, your healthy eating right. and all that kind of thing. You can do that part later. There has to be right. some type of balance in all of this. And just like the brothers <laughs> talk, you know, you got to do something with that inner child of yours. You know, look in the mirror, Ooh. forgive that child. You know, say, you know, when I was a child, I think as a child, all that kind of good yeah. stuff, now you grow, act like it. You know, yeah. put, put the uh, big bloomers on, all that kind of good stuff. That's and right. you just have to make sense. We have to. That, so those children. That is so correct. You know, flood them with all the goodness that you can during this time. Because believe me, there are times where you have to work so hard or they they have to do so much or your schedules are so conflicting, you barely see each other. And they do spend more time with those teachers than they spend with their own households. That's right. You really That's right. You break it down by hour. You know, you may have an hour before you leave, and then it's extended period. You're out of the house, and then you come back. There's enough time to eat, do homework, sleep. That's hour right. for hour, they spend the time in that school system. So and now that they're fair. there with you, enjoy every <laughs> bit of it. That's right. That's right. Enjoy it. That's right. Enjoy it. And, and, and change comes. Change, little bit change going to come. Him could told us, you know, eventually the kids are going to go back to school and stuff. But while you have this moment, have fun with your kids. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I love to see the difference between uh, moms and dads, and there's a big difference. Um, but I love to see how that difference plays out. You know, dads like the rough house. You know, I'm like, what? You know, swing the kid. I've seen – the videos and dad swinging the kids by their ankles, and I'm sitting here like, oh, yeah, there's there's no mom at home. Mom must be at the grocery store. But, you know, I love to see people enjoying their kids. You know, let we have to teach our children that they are loved, that, that we want to work with them, we want to be with them. And, and so we have to begin, don't, you know, don't have – baby thinking that, you know, they're a great inconvenience, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't belong in your house. So what if the government says you got to be in your house? It's your house. You know, the kids should feel like that is their home because guess what? They don't have no other place to go. You are their mama. <laughs> I'm going to my mama's house. Yes, we here, you know what I'm saying? They don't have the option of, you know, a lot of them don't have the option of going to dad's house, you know, and, and so – we have to make sure that our kids know it's not an inconvenience for you to be here. Not only is it not an inconvenience for you to be here, I'm glad you're here. You know, I'm glad to be able to spend this time with you. I'm looking forward to spending more time with you. 
You know, how do we begin? How do we build off of this? You know, how do we put some all the little walks we've been doing? You know, how do we do this on a regular basis, even when school does kick back in? You know, how how do we begin to start our day? If you start your day with prayer, if you start your day, you know, just doing something together, even if it's just cooking together, whatever you're going to do. You know, how do we put these things in place so that when things, quote, unquote, go back to normal, we still have our family, you know? So I just want to thank everybody for listening and, and spending time and commenting on trying to keep the family together while we together. You know, <laughs> family is so important, so important, family. It's so important. Let's spend that time with each other. It, it, we're worth it. So I want to end all powers to the people. Tune in Thursday. Thursday. We're going to be, Big um, Mama's going to be back on the air. We're going to be sharing. Um, we're going to be promoting uh, the new shows that are coming up and everything else like that. So Thursday, check us out. Um, also, you can go to the People's Black Panther Party Facebook page and get a listing of the shows and when they're coming up. Because I know our chief of staff has done a great job keeping us updated on the COVID situation. So continue to look for those shows to come forward so we can have as much information as possible. All right. Thank you, family, for tuning in. And um, all power to the people. All power to the people.